Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So, in case you ain't know so, and welcome back to another episode of Sports with So So. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast on all streaming platforms and following us on social media as we continue to keep you up to date with the latest in sports. This week, we got a banger of an episode. We set you guys up with the big announcement for Saturday night. We got the Marlins in action, NBA Finals kicking off, the whole world is involved with soccer, and of course, we break down UFC 264 right before this Saturday's event at Grails. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Fourth of July weekend. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I needed the rest, Joel. Uh, I absolutely needed some rest. You definitely needed some rest, some too, R&R, bro. Some hard R&R. Yeah, man. I mean, we work hard, so it's good to have a day off, and especially when it means something, right? Mm-hmm. Fourth of July, a lot of America's people like to party. birthday, baby. But that's when we became a nation, you know, and, and we made something historic happen and That's right. this is where we're at we're we, able to do this because of that and we conquered those brits yeah man so we did and now we have a podcast because of it i think god bless america god bless america man but yeah bro <laughs> i definitely needed the the long weekend i'm sure you did too a lot of our listeners did i bet and it was just a good chance to like relax chill with some family and then just be in my cave aka my apartment bro I didn't leave. I didn't even play golf. I didn't want to hit the drain range. I didn't want to do nothing. It was hot. It was so hot out yeah, there. And then it was like hot as hell. Then it's raining for freaking 12 hours straight. And then it's back to hot. And it's like, yo, make up your mind. And then in between all that, 80% humidity. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just think about going outside and you just start dripping sweat. You're like, you know what? Never mind. I'm just going to stay in here in the AC. Not me, bro. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it for too long. Um, but, yeah. What about you, bro? Well, I, I went over to the other coast, the West Coast. I went West to Naples. Coast, baby. It was crazy. Like, we pulled up. We got there Saturday, like, around, like, lunchtime or so. And, like, the one beach access that we, like, were able to, like, park near and, like, walk onto. Like, it's just one strip of beach access. Right. Because, like, Naples and Fort Myers, they got a bunch of, like, it's condos weird. and stuff. Right so, like, on the sand. Be on their beach, you but right. you could, they have, like, little beach access. And there's this one larger area of, like, North Naples that we went to. Like, it's Dito. Bro, crazy. It looked like. You talking about Brazil and stuff? It, it looked like uh, favela. No, not favela. Like uh, what's his beach? Uh, oh, Rio. Like Rio, but like what's the, the, the Copacabana? Copacabana. That's what it looked like when you see like the picture of like all the all the umbrellas and like all the chairs and yeah. stuff, bro. It was ridiculous. Like we had to like walk up and down and like find just a little spot for the four of us till we finally found one, and then we were just having a good time. The next day, and let me tell you, up, bro, the water is far as hell. From like where you're parking because like you're we walking at, like easily no, really. hundred like fifty yards of sand. Not where most, we were most at. cases. Now where we, you're, what you're talking about, I've seen that more like in Marco, like more yeah, South Naples. Yeah. Where we were at, it wasn't like that. The water wasn't that nice. But the second day, we went up to Bonita Springs, mm. a little bit further north. Mm-hmm. Water was amazing. Nobody around us. We Dope. found like a perfect little one of those small little beach access. There's probably like two other groups by us, Clean. and it was chilling, man. It was nice, nice. It literally relaxed the whole weekend. Drank a few beers, lit up a couple fireworks, and. And just uh, just enjoy the, the the holiday weekend, bro. The time off. I'm glad bro. to be back. Yes, sir. Me too, bro. We're back in the building, back you know, in the lab. Back Shout at out CIC. to CIC, Miami, holding us down. You know, I mean, should we say who we saw in the 
Or should we just keep it on the down? I mean, I wish we would have got him on, but yeah, there was a former NBA basketball player lurking around here. I saw him. In the and, building. Uh, we should we should have we should have walked over, but we were we were on a mission to come in here and record and do we're this working, for our dog. listeners. So, we're working. You, you know, know we, we didn't want to bother him either, but we're hoping that maybe we can get some of these these individuals on the podcast. I mean, we're in the right building, Jay. We're definitely in the right building. All signs point to yes, my friend. Yes, sir. And shout out to CIC for providing it. That's right. Um, but yeah, man, it was a good long weekend. Now we're back. We got a big event to look forward to, you know. And right now we got the Marlins in action, bro. Hold on, hold on, but you can't just you just can't like gloss over this this big oh, event. The big event. I, we need to drop Damn, it on them real dog. quick. Yes, sir. UFC two sixty four this Saturday, July tenth. Poirier Man. McGregor three, baby. The trilogy is gonna be a movie, bro. Honestly, I'm expecting big time fireworks. Um, I know that Grails is holding us down. Um, shout out to them, Eddie, and the whole management team. They've really done everything possible to let our listeners be a part of that with having without having to go through like the craziness that they usually have on a Saturday night. Um, this UFC event is going to be huge, man. And we want all of our listeners there. So make sure you guys. Yeah, we went last week after last week's podcast. Checked it out. We went and checked it out, vetted to see where we're going to be set up. We're going to have our own little section. But yes, sir. how does anybody that's listening get to join in on the fun? Well, the best way, easiest way, fastest way is to visit our Instagram page. Click the link in the bio. That's going to take you straight to the reservation that Grills has specifically set up for Sports with Soso podcast. That like way, that. you guys can be in the same area that we're at and don't have to worry about being on the other side of the building or outside or whatever. You get to be where exactly where we're at and be a part of the show as we do it live that Saturday, man. UFC 264. It's going to be dope. And is space unlimited or should people reserve as soon as reserve possible? Reserve as soon as possible because once it runs out, I got to call Eddie and be like, hey, my man, I need more space. You know? So, and I know personally how it goes out there. You saw how busy it was on a freaking normal Tuesday right. night. And I just been there plenty of times on a Saturday for a UFC event. And I know how crazy packed they can get. We're expecting over 150 people, 120 people in the building that night. It's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. But it's a really dope area. The The place is magnificent. The food is great. The beers are amazing. They got those dope uh, grail drinks that you have, like, in the shoe with the Jordan 3s and get to take it home and shit. Man, it's going to be a great event. And they they get to come and hang out with Soso, bro. I mean, yes. what, what more can they ask for, right? <laughs> right, man. So. And look, you know what? For me, it's extra special because now you're going to be there because we did the Champions League thing there and you were traveling and shit. But now that we're both going to be in the building, fuck, man, I'm excited it's to see gonna, how it's going to be. It's going to be a vibe, bro. I'm excited. Yeah, bro. Me too. Me too. So make sure you guys click the link in the bio. Make your reservation ASAP. It's up to six people. Um, there's a minimum that has to be met between the six people, but it's easier to meet when you're with six people. So do your thing. Go out there. Click the link. Make the reservation ASAP. And if you have any questions, you can DM Joel. You can DM me. Hit us up. And hit, hit us up and we'll work it out for you guys. All right? Let's get lit. But let's get lit on Saturday at Grails, Winwood, man. Come out. UFC 264 is going to be a freaking movie. Yes, you sir. already said it, man. Please trust us. Now let's get into this episode. Ah, yes. What we got, Soso? We got the Marlins in action. Ooh, coming off a big Dodgers. win. Big win, well, bro. We're playing, as we're recording, we got to make a dis- uh, time, yes. chronological time disclaimer here. We're playing right now, right? Correct. But we're not playing... The Dodgers that we played yesterday. Or yeah, are we, we are playing, playing the Dodgers. Oh, we actually have them. a four-game series that we have uh, that started last night against them. And that win was significant in many ways, man, because it not only was it a good win and, like, uh, 
uh, kind of stopped the Marlins from building another losing streak. But more importantly, it broke a nine-game winning streak that the Dodgers had. You know, so that just shows you that this talented team can hang with the likes of a Dodgers team that's obviously trying to make the playoffs and has deep, deep, um, I guess you want to say aspirations of making it into the 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 d- deeper rounds of the playoffs. But for me, it's it's a good i uh, it's a good like measuring stick almost to see like all right where are the Marlins at now. Granted, the Dodgers were without Mookie Betts and like a couple of the pit players that are all stars and shit. But still, you got to go out there play the game and win. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. Hottest team in baseball, and the Marlins yeah, were, we're able to streaky. We've been up and down, and we came back because we were originally up two to one in that game, and then the Dodgers ended up coming back on us, mm-hmm. and then we ended up coming back the on eighth. them. Yeah, we got. Didn't uh, somebody get us a, a home run in the Alfaro. eighth? Afaro, Afaro got man. the home run in the eighth to bring us back or to get the lead. Yeah, and you know he was he he said it today. I read a quote. He was like, "Oh, you know, I'm always looking for pitches up the middle to hit, and that's what I was trying to do." And you can tell on his swing that he was definitely trying to hit that ball up the middle. But when you hit the ball good and you make good contact man it's gonna fly out you know more often than not and that was a major major hit for the marlins and like i said i think it was a really good win because of what it meant more to the fish than the loss did to the dodgers right for them they just kind of brushed it off and we got a new huge we also were trying a new closer anthony bender he got his first save of the season and which Mm -hmm. is a Mm -hmm. major major thing especially for me because i've been harping on them all season long about being inconsistent in that relief yeah you know and I feel like if we can just solidify that, bro, we would have won easily 10 more games off rip that I can think of that we lost because of middle relief or closing and not being able to close out games. But with Anthony, he looks like he could be the guy. I don't know. I know he's going to get plenty of opportunities because everybody on this team has that chance. We've seen it. We've seen the young kids get called up. We've seen the old vets get another chance to make something of their careers. We've seen the guy who's struggling come and get and get 20 games in and, and see what you can do. That's you, Lewis Brinson. But we've always seen something that shows some type of positivity with the direction the Marlins are taking yep. with the squad. Yep. And, and and I, for one, love it. And we're you still know? in it. I mean, here's a, a couple of notes uh, since last podcast on the Marlins. Uh, we had a trade since yeah. last episode, yeah. right? We traded away Corey Dickerson, who really wasn't in, you know making much of an impact any longer on our team. Not that he wasn't making an impact, but the hype that he had around him, yeah. right? He, he definitely it wasn't, wasn't coinciding. Buck, yeah. yeah, it wasn't coinciding with the talent he has, so they, so they decided to pull that trigger. We uh, trade with the Blue Jays, and we bring in an infielder, and we bring in a prospect pitcher. Uh, from what I've heard, the prospect pitcher, nothing, no buzz really around him, but the infielder could add to our team. What are your thoughts? I think that's cool because we all obviously are making – I want to say uh, investment in our infield, right? Mm-hmm. We see Jazz getting the opportunity to play this season, and he's naturally a, a shortstop, but we have Miguel Rojas there, so we have Jazz playing second, which is even more I like benefit. Him. I, I like him there at second. Yeah, but I, I, no, I really like him at shortstop because of his speed and range. Right. But the fact that he can play both exactly it just shows you how you know valuable that kid is. Another thing, we also have that Efrain Diaz kid who's working in the minors, another infielder, naturally plays second base but can play some shortstops too. So those are the type of guys that we're targeting to be like, man, let's solidify this infield a little bit. We have enough talent in the outfield. We have enough talent in the pool, quote-unquote, right, for pitching as well. 
we need to solidify this infield. Let's see if we can start investing there. And and we see it. You know, we see it. We see it. Because even with um, Sandy, uh, not Sandy, uh, the first baseman. What's his, his name? Is escaping, escaping you right now? Jesus Aguilar. <laughs> he was one of those guys that we said that we knew about him. He was a major uh, league um, professional major leaguer. Had a great year, but didn't really carry it on. And the Marlins were like, "Listen, we're willing to invest in you because you're still kind of young and you can help this team." That's that's a great spot to have him. And, and yeah, I know I've talked about trading him, but that's what you do. You trade right. your best players to get more prospects and more stuff and right. build it up. It happens. The Marlins happen to be really good at that business, you yep. know. And another guy, um, you know, we were talking about being on the training block. And another update that I have for Marlins fans: Adam Duvall had another yes, home run. Yes, sir. During the, since the last last episode, he's going on a tear. Um, but on the subject of home runs, I just wanted to ask you: not Marlins related, but what do you think about this guy Otani? Because he's in, he's leading the, the the majors right now in home runs, isn't he? Yeah. Or he had no, he he, is, he, he has thirty one, I think, before no, 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 before the is. break or something like that. No, he is leading the majors. He in is home right. Runs. Yeah, yeah. And he's that, made it to the All Star game as a pitcher, pitcher and a and a utility player, or a skill player, or hitter. Right. He's straight up a hitter because he obviously rakes. Dude, this this, <laughs> this guy rakes. This dude is an anomaly. First of all, God bless that man because he's making baseball fun to watch. Because if you're an Angels fan, right, and you see this guy, you're like, oh, damn, he's pitching today? Fire. He's going to be in and out of that baseball diamond. In and out, in and out, in and out. Oh, he's not pitching today? Cool. I'm going to at least see him bat three, four times tonight, and he's probably going to hit a home run. He got two jacks the other night in the same game. Bro, I saw, I retweeted a clip on Twitter. the Yankees, and he let up like seven runs in like the first inning or something. It's okay, but it happens. (laughs) It happens to the best of the best. Right, but dude, he hit two jacks the night before. What what more do you want from me? Right, go on. With 31 home runs. And... What I saw on the clip was when he was playing in Japan, this guy, you know how they have a dome and shit. This guy hit the ball out of the dome. Like, they have a roof. It went what? over the roof. Get this, this guy's nasty. He's a he's a once-in-a-lifetime player. You know, like, people used to talk about Babe Ruth and be like, oh, he was the best because he pitched and he hit and this and that. And there's a bunch of guys who did really good pitching and hitting, right, back in the 20s, 30s, and shit like that when it was really popular. But to see that happening today, 2021, like, that's mind-blowing, bro, because no, this guy doesn't suck at pitching. He doesn't suck at hitting. He's really good at both. So, how the hell? What do you do? What do what you do? do, what do you, and for 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 the manager, you're just so happy because you're like, well, I'm going to pin this guy in here, and I'm going <laughs> to pin this guy in here, and he's going to play this day and pitch this day, and you're ready to go with this yeah. guy. You don't ever have a doubt with this guy. Yeah. Sucks for management, for the owners, though, because they're like, damn. This guy's worth something, and I got to pay him whatever it is he's worth because I need him. But now, isn't it like a double-edged sword with him, though, because of the fact that, yeah, he can pitch really well and, and he can bat really well, but what if he gets hurt, you know, running bases or, or you know, hyperextends something or tears his ACL because he's running bases or something, and now you don't got a pitcher or, you know, or a bat. You know what I mean? I hear you. But I, for me, the the counter against that argument, right, would be, well, he can get hurt as being a pitcher or a hitter, and then you'll be out with either hitter yeah, or a pitcher. Yeah, because then he gets Tommy John's or right? some shit, God forbid. But two things. He's shown that he's durable, right? And even when he says, damn, I hurt my shoulder, I can't really pitch right now, he can still go out there and bat. Yeah. He can still go out there and produce. He doesn't have to hit home runs left and right, but he'll be on base. He'll be able to draw walks, be a threat. Yeah. 
So yeah, man, you uh, the, don't get the me wrong. Stud, man, the dude's the, a stud. The, the guy's a stud, and there's some type of negatives that you can point at, but it's amazing that he's an all star, both as a yeah. pitcher and as a hitter. It's going to be amazing. fun to watch him in the all star game. But this is a Miami based yes. sports podcast, and we got to shout out our own my dog T Ross. Making his first All-Star. Yo, my boy T-Raw has been killing it all season. I know he had a rough outing last outing. He, You know, five innings, didn't really do well. But the man has been the best pitcher for the Marlins, hands down. One of the best pitchers in the NL, hands down, this season. And he deserves he it, man. More than deserves it, bro. I don't know if you saw the video that the Marlins put out. It was kind of cool, but kind of dorky. I saw the Madden leader did the candid camera thing. Yeah. His reaction was a little funny. Yeah, like, he was like, wait, you so tell you guys, like, wait, you guys still kidding about that whole Jacksonville thing, too? Wait, what are you <laughs> serious? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, all right, You cool. can tell that he's, that's like his level of humbleness, right? Where he's like, wait, wait, are you guys being serious? Are you messing with me? Right. And he didn't even get, like, overly emotional and stuff like that. And, and that just shows you that he really has his head screwed on right. He knows he has a purpose. He's trying to accomplish things as a professional, and he's definitely heading in that direction. So congratulations, Trevor, for making sure. your first All-Stars. We're, we're definitely behind you and proud of you as Marlin fans because we've seen your work, and we love to see it. So we hope you keep killing it out there, man. Congrats, man. We're, we're, we're out behind you, brother. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. He, he's killing it, bro. He's killing it. And the Marlins hopefully are killing it, bro. Right now it's 0-0 still against the Dodgers. That shit worries me, but... You know, we we also have some bad news with the Marlins, bro. Sixto, the Sixto Sanchez. Unfortunately, he's getting he I'll had let that you MRI. Be the bearer of bad news. Yeah. I only bring positivity to this. Oh podcast. yeah, that's all you do, punk. <laughs> well, he had surgery. You know, he's out for the rest of the season, and it sucks because we didn't even get to see him enough. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of uh, indifferent because he was a little underwhelming. I feel you, but me. he but he was one of the prospects. He is. That, that he, he still, still is. is. But, but once he, you have what, surgery like this. He didn't show us enough. Yeah. And the things that he could have done, you know what I mean? And then now an injury like this and he's out for the rest of the season. It's rough, like, man. Rough. All right. You know, I, I guess it, it, we needed we needed him. We needed somebody we, like him and we needed him to do what we thought he was going to do. But I, I honestly thought he was going to be part of the rotation and him not being part of the rotation is like, well, that's a definitely negative thing to the season because yeah. we were hoping to see all these great pitchers happening at the same time imagine him pitching pitching well next to a Trevor Rogers and that one two combo that shit would have been sick man but we didn't get to see him hopefully he has a speedy recovery yes sir and is back to full health ASAP so he can get started for us next year back out there on the mound baby one last thing to wrap it up on the Marlins um as we'll continue to watch the game here but I read that Starling Marte was offered an extension a 30 million dollar extension I think it was three years or two years how do you feel about us offering a 33-year-old, or he's going to be 33 this October, an extension for that? It's not that low of money, but that's a nice little figure for for the Marlins to right. pay. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because I the last I was looking at with Marte was he was on the training block. We were rumored to possibly use him, him to facilitate a trade with maybe like the Yankees or something. Or mm-hmm. So the fact that now we're, we're, we're throwing that offer out there, I don't know what to make of it, to be honest with you. It was kind of weird on their timing for me because, why yeah. Not, why not do it at the beginning of the why season? Why not do it at the beginning of the season? Or at least have those, if you were having those negotiations and, and, and shit like that, then you would have mentioned it at some point, right. right? Like, hey, we're looking to sign Marte long term or at least give him a two, three year deal so he can be here for an extended period of his time. 
but none of that was mentioned before these this like this type of news came up. So I'm just wondering what's the end game for the Marlins with a guy like Marte, and and if if by offering him an extension, does that mean like you're kind of baiting him to be like, well, either you take it or I'm gonna take the best deal for you. You know, and they're kind of playing hardball with him like that. That that's that's kind of where I was leaning towards. I mean, uh, then again, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know enough about the insides of baseball, you know, and, and behind baseball and all that. But it's, it was weird to say yeah, the least. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know, man. If if you're Marte, you know what? You're 33. I take it. I take it. You're in I Miami. Take it. Two years. Teams rebuilding. You know, where we got we're putting pieces around you. Worst case scenario, you're in Miami for two years and it costs you 30 million dollars positive. To your bank account. No state income tax. No, right. Or somewhere within those two years, you get traded to yeah. a contender. Yeah. And you still get paid. And you still get paid and you're still win, on Win-win for you. Win-win for you. So if you're Marte, you def- for me, for me, I, I definitely have to consider that, especially with my age, man. Like, I know that I'm not going to be a starter on a team like this for too much longer. Right. So you got to try to take that that money when it's being offered, in my opinion. So. I agree. Unless you're Bobby Bonilla, in which case last Friday you just made uh, another $1.2 million, and you will continue Bobby to make Bold that day. every year on the same day until 2035, bro. That's so Smartest crazy. Smartest man in baseball crazy. ever. Smartest man in baseball ever. That's so crazy. And you know what? I, we don't even know what he does with that million dollars because that man's paid, bro. It's not like he's straight there. Yeah, I'm good. A little uh, mishap. All right. We're good. We're good. Okay. Um. But, yeah, Bob, back to Bobby Bold, like, that guy's paid, you know. He's rich. Yeah. He's 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 straight. Yeah, he, for sure. He don't need that extra mil a year, but just the fact that he's getting that check that says, "Huh, look at these stupid ass Mets mm-hmm. still going, huh, boys?" Yep. <laughs> That's literally a hundred thousand dollars every month that he's getting in just one lump sum every year. That's why the Mets the middle suck. of the year. Mets suck, man. Mets suck. They're the Mets worst. Suck. Let's see what happens. But um, yeah, man. Let's. You know what? Tonight we got well. By the time you guys are hearing this, game one would have already happened yep. of the NBA Finals between Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns. And everybody kind of knows what's going to happen in this finals, right? Or am I assuming you, too much? What are you assuming, man? What do, you, what do they know? Bro, Suns in four, dog. Damn. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Suns. No, I'm um, kidding. I think you're rooting for the Suns as well, are yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. I think absolutely. we're both rooting for the Suns. I, I like the team better. I like that team. With, you know, I like Devin Booker. I think he's the next, you know, next Kobe, next Jordan. I mean, the kid is is a phenom. Smooth, man. He's, he's such a, like smooth killer when it comes to playing basketball because he doesn't get too hype right he doesn't yep. get too hype he doesn't get like too trash talking he does his own obviously he lets people, his game do the talking he lets his game Drop do the talking on you quick and he and he can shoot from anywhere yep. now there's ways to turn like to shut him down there are ways to shut him down because he's still young and he's still learning that you know, I know that a lot of the stuff that's been said about him recently in the playoffs, when you hear about, like, the little stories or the backgrounds on the players and shit, we know that he was training with Kobe before he passed away. Rest in peace, Kobe. And imagine the, the knowledge that he was getting from a, a guy like Kobe and how he's applying it now. And we see it in his run to the finals next to a Hall of Fame point guard like Yeah, he had to Chris step Paul. it up when Chris Paul went down you yeah, know, in and the he last did. series and he did. against the uh, the Clippers, and he did, man. He, he showed out, and with 8-2, and two, you know, they make a nice little little combo, those two guys, and they're young. They're so young, man. It's so crazy to think that we passed up on Booker for freaking Justice Winslow, but anyways, <laughs> this you, is not about us and nah, our, you nah, know, nah, our nah, blues, nah. but... Nah. But you you know um, I'm glad you brought up the the picks because even Aiden 
was a big time pick for yeah, them. He you was know? the number one overall. He was the number pick. one pick, and people were talking about you know passing up Luca and this and that. And, and man, for for what for what it's worth, the Suns came out on top. Yeah, for sure, the Suns came out on top. Yeah, so they go into this. Uh, I believe they're the favorite going into this yeah, final, right? Absolute favorite. I think they were like a. 900 that you plus 900 or some shit like that to start the series for mm-hmm. the series and then mm-hmm. tonight's game or yesterday's game they were the favorite by five and a half points so who has the home court are they starting it phoenix. off in phoenix yeah, yeah right phoenix yeah they probably had the better record i would say you know kind of to recap the last round you had milwaukee in seven bro so i you, did you hit it i no they won it in six didn't they didn't they didn't they take them down in six no i think they, they didn't went. take them down in the game seven damn you're right cool yeah, yeah i was close i appreciate that but no yeah i gotta admit I, i'm pretty sure it, it went to six games but atlanta should have won that series in my opinion I, if Trey doesn't man. get hurt and like maybe giannis doesn't get hurt let's say all those things are equal right i feel like atlanta could have stole that series they could have man but the way that chris middleton was playing and, and drew holiday around them and and Yo. Portis, you know, they, those guys stepped it up for Giannis, who got hurt, you know. Drew in the was that, playing that, some that lockdown series. defense. Oh, they, they, those boys stepped it up. Yeah, And, and they, it was too much for, for Clint Capella and the rest of the Hawks to, to handle. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't keep up. Yeah, for sure. But good experience for those guys, for that young Hawks oh, 100%, team, right? 100%. Real good experience for that young Hawks it's team. A, it's a weird final. This is an interesting year because, you know, we don't have LeBron. Right. We don't have KD. We don't no have Steph. Steph. Right, we don't we don't have these major. I guess last year it was us versus the Lakers, so you still had LeBron there, you know, and then you still have the residual with uh, the Heat, you know, and the, the right. fact that it's LeBron's former team and right. you know those storylines. Like here, these are all brand new storylines, basically. So the, dope. The the Suns are going for their first, uh, the you know NBA, NBA championship. Title. Yep, That's and then the crazy. the Bucks are going for their first one since seventy one before Kareem Abdul Jabbar was Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Right. And won them their last one. So, wow, Cinder. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting finals, man. Nobody on any of these two rosters has played with uh, with Shaq. That's there's, crazy. There's been a player that's played with Shaq in every final since like I don't even know, like '01 or like '98 or something like that. Wow. that streak is finally broken. I didn't know that. Though. Yeah, and then uh, what was the other one that I wanted to mention? Um, it wasn't about Shaq. It was oh, uh, the only player on either one of the rosters that has been to an NBA finals is. Can you guess? It's our Sweet. boy. Oh, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Bingo, bingo. Thanks to the Heat. That's right. But, man, I miss Crowder, man. Yeah, we miss I, him. I like Crowder, man. We miss him. We miss Good luck him. to him, man. I like him. I, I would like yeah, to see him Yeah, that would be cool to ring. see him do his thing, bro, and, and get a ring. You yeah, know? man. And, and even for Chris Paul, like, we both had Phoenix beating um, the Clippers. You had him in five. I had him in six. And it was just that storyline was so hard to pass up, right, to see Chris Paul a 20-plus-year vet in the game doing his thing, making it to the NBA Finals for the first time in his career with a team that has never won an NBA championship. Like, that's some, like, drama Netflix-type shit, you know, where it just happens to be like that. And I, I, I know why Phoenix is favored in this. Besides the fact that Giannis is out for, for the Bucks, I don't think that he was going to be able to make that big of an impact for them enough to, for them to win you would have had to had some crazy performances by chris middleton supplemented by giannis playing really really well in order for the bucks to overtake a team like the suns because that length that they have like aiden is gonna bother the shit out of brooke lopez the fact that brooke can shoot and probably drag him out that's cool but if brooke ain't hitting his shots that shit's a wrap and we all know who's the best player on the floor, regardless if Giannis was there or not. It's CP3, and he's going to dominate. And for me, 
I just feel like the X factor is Booker because Chris Middleton is going to have to cover him for a little bit, and he can't keep up with his speed. Drew Holiday is going to have to deal him up for a little bit. He's a little bit too short. I think Middleton's a better matchup on him. <sighs> Barely. Barely, bro. And and this compared is like to Drew Holiday. Compared to Drew Holiday, yeah, because Drew Holiday is going to have his hands full trying to cover CP3. Chris Paul and and Cameron Payne and stuff. So it's 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 not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty for for the Bucks. They say that you think they could sweep them. Is that a possibility? I don't think so. Suns in four I, for real? No, because Giannis is going to play at some point. He's going to be sixty to seventy percent, but he's going to play at some point, and that's going to be enough for the Bucks to rally around him and say fuck it. Let's get one for our for our MVP. You know, let's not go down like punks and get swept. Let's let's not make it here and go out like that. Right. You know? So that's why I don't think it'll be a sweep. I personally have the Suns at five. I don't know about you. Um I got the Suns. I got the Suns, that's for sure. Everybody here knows what uh what side I've been leaning towards. And I'm going to say Suns and Four. Fuck it. Ride the train, bro. Suns and Four, baby. Sweep. My dog Bring is out, out there. the brooms. <laughs> My dog is out there signing autographs, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, enjoy your 15 minutes of fame, homie. I hope he's making That's all mad we could money. always for. I hope he's making mad money, man. That's crazy. I'm going to ride it out. Suns and Four. You know what? It's like been that kind of season. Let's do it. Yeah. And something I mentioned, like Giannis was upgraded to like questionable or like game time decision for mm-hmm, tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't see that being enough time for him to play. You don't play that guy game. What time right? is tip off? Nine PM. So right now we're recording this. It's about eight eight yeah. o'clock, eight thirty, is yeah. it? Eight thirty? Eight o'clock, man. Oh, it's eight o'clock. All right. So we got an, about an hour left to tip off. We'll see. I don't know. Uh I, I, I think I think that even with Giannis healthy, man, if he was hundred percent, I still think that it's it's a tough task for the Bucks. Me too. I just think the Suns team with Chris Paul leading the the charge, I think they're just too much for him. Me too, man. Me too. But, but let's do something fun. We both picked the series, right? We both got Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But let's pick MVPs. Who do you think is gonna be the MVP? C P three. I'm taking Booker. Ooh, you're gonna go book? I gotta go I'm with CP three because CP three. This might be his last one of his last chances to win one. Book, if he wins this, he'll have plenty more. But I got a feeling like Book is gonna drop average about forty points per game. He has a seventy point. I game. think he has a sixty in him. Mm, it just goes nuts. Just but nuts. the way that that team plays, he doesn't need to do that. Like, he needed you. to drop seventy and stuff when he had nobody around him. I feel you, but my dog's ready. That'd my be, dog's ready be, to do it raw. on the biggest stage. That'd be raw. That'll be raw, right? I, Yo, but. I, I I don't know if you got anything else on the finals uh, and the preview nah. for the finals, but I want to talk to you about something else basketball related, a little bit Miami Heat related. Go ahead. Uh, I read a tweet, or not a tweet, but I, I read an article that there may have been some shade thrown from two Heat teammates or from one Heat teammate to another Heat teammate. Hmm. Can you guess Go the on. Two? Go on. Well, the details included Bam Adebayo, who is a selection for the Olympic team, right, saying that, Tyler Hero going up against that starting crew is going to be good for him so that he can see the level of play he needs to get to or needs to be at. It's a little bit of shade because he's saying that he's not there yet and he's kind of like questioning his, his, his work ethic a little bit. So what do you think? Have you heard? Did you hear anything about that as far as uh, – If I'm Bam, Bam if I'm house? Bam, right, I wouldn't say some shit like that after the performance I just had in the playoffs. Mm. I wouldn't say some shit like that, mm. right? Because then Hero's going to be like, well, you're supposed to be the top dog here. Where you, where were you? You know, where were you when we needed you? Now, granted, I may have sucked, but I'm three, four, five, six on the line. Where are you at, number two? That's just me. 
But I do agree with him in the sense that Tyler Hero does have to step his fucking game up. And he needs to do it against competition that is people that are not going to be friendly with him and, like, not be like, hey, man, let's go chill after this and shit. Nah. He needs to get his ass busted down over and over again so that he knows exactly what he needs to do in order to be a better player in the NBA. I got the exact quote right here. It says, uh, he'll get the chance to go against the best in the USA. So I feel like that's one of the biggest things that he can get. And obviously, getting to watch like people's work ethic and how they go about their professional business. End quote. Yeah, you, well, that professional business is, that, you that know what little, that's a shot of, mm-hmm, dog. Mm-hmm. That's with him. Well, there's also, that. I mean, he just recently announced, I think it got announced that him and his ex-girlfriend, Katia, are back. Oh, they're back now again? Allegedly. Oh, well, I heard that there was a baby that, you know, got announced that they're, you know, pregnant and that they broke up, which... Hey, who knows, man? Who knows typical what, that, young, what that kid's going through? Typical young boy who hits Miami with a lot of money and don't know what to do with it, though. Typical. But that's why I said Bam's comments, although fucked up, are well warranted because of the position that Hero has put himself in. When when you're not balling on the court, everything you do off the court gets magnified. Oh, 100%. A hundred percent, especially down here in Miami, where people know that you're out at live. People see you at story. People see you at at the fine blue. You know what I mean? Trying to be a bum ass boxer. Hey, <laughs> weak shit like that. People see that and be like, "Oh my oh god, my we god. gotta get rid Yo, of this why guy." Why did it look? Why did it look like he was like boxing, but in like one of my dreams, where like Bro, I can't get that full punch in? The worst one that I saw was that <laughs> it was a meme of Marge Simpson like throwing some punches, and it's like, "Yo, why Taylor Hero look like Marge swinging?" And I was like, "Damn." They did my dog like that. Like, bro, go play ball. Get your ass back in the but, gym. Lace him up. Let's see you hoop, man. Go hard, cuz. Go hard. Come with that same energy that you came when you were a nobody from from Kentucky and you were dying to get on the scene. Mm -hmm. Do that. Come out there and ball. Be gritty. You know, that snarl. Where's the snarl? Remember when it was like, oh, "Oh, shit, he's a G. Nah, homie, where's it at? You need to keep that same energy. Mm -hmm. Because once you show me something, especially in Miami, you show me something, and then you do the the fufu lame shit. Everybody's gonna be like, "Ah, what have you done for me lately, ah, bro? Look at this guy! Oh yeah, get him out of here, yo, Pat. Trade him. You know yeah. they're, they're gonna start giving him uh, a dude. Get outside. In my circle, there's a lot of people. A lot of people that are now six months ago, a year ago. No way. No way. No way. No We're way. not touching Tyler Hero. There's and no now, shot. Now they're like, hey, bro. Do what you got to do. Me, give me what you got, bro. Give me what you got. Give me a point guard. Give me something. Now, chill. Let me let me quell all this just to say this. We're, we're not, A, we're not trading Tyler, Tyler Hero unless it's for a motherfucking stud. All-star, like, that's the only way, right? Because Pat Riley is way smarter than saying, yeah, I'll give you Tyler for whatever. That shit ain't happening. So if you think that we're just going to trade Tyler for some whatever player, get that out of your mind, crumple up that piece of paper that you had that idea on and throw it away because it's not worth anything. But if you tell me, A, Tyler has to be one of the main two pieces to be included for a trade, then it's like, okay, who are we talking about? He's not untouchable anymore. And to kind of like keep going in that direction, we've heard a lot of talk. I know you have, I know I have, about Kawhi Leonard, his interest in coming down to Miami and, and linking up with Jimmy and, and seeing what he nation is about. And also, Tyler Hero 
plus somebody else being a part of a package to go get Dane. I'll take that all day. That's the type of trade that I will do. All day. Right? Where you do a, a sign in, a re sign in trade with Duncan, right? You pay Duncan, but you trade him. A blockbuster you, trade. You trade a hero in that. You trade maybe a precious and X other piece, whatever. And you trade that all for Dane. That's the move I feel like no, I'm with that it. you make for I, with I a totally, Tyler Hero. I totally get it, man. I'm with you. Now, do I think that they should pursue Kawhi Leonard with every single freaking hair on my body, bro? Because it's evident that we need a superstar. Mm. It's evident. Not so, to say so, that, so you're saying if we had if you had your pick, you go Kawhi over Dame? Shit. Mm. Damn, dog. That's a tough one. But in all honesty, I probably will go Dame over Kawhi. And I don't think that Dame is better than Kawhi. I don't. They're ob- they're obviously not on the same level. But I feel like Dame's impact on this team with the players that we have would be greater felt because of the personnel around, right? If Kawhi comes, we still don't have a point guard. And that was a big fucking issue for us the whole year. And that's the main spot that I think we need to solidify. So, yeah, getting Kawhi to come here would be cool as shit. But it means nothing unless we invest in that position. Because who was the point guard for the Clips? This year, Patrick Beverly. He was the backup. I don't know. Who was their starter? Reggie Jackson. Oh, it was Reggie Jackson. But he's not that raw. That's not a guy that you would pay in the in this upcoming free free agency, right? He's going to want a big deal. You're not giving Reggie Jackson money nah, like no that. Shot. If you're the Heat. Nah, no I'm not shot. saying if you're other teams. I'm just talking strictly if you're the Heat. You're not doing that. So the only move that I, I think you have is going all in for Dame. That's the point guard that you can get that you're like, you know what? I'm going to get seven years out of this guy. Solid. Where he's going to hold us down regardless of whoever is the next superstar, whether it's a small forward, a center, a Bam, a Jimmy, a Kawhi, whatever. The point guard needs to be here. We need to get Dame. Hey, bro, from your mouth to the basketball god's ears, bro. No, I'm texting Pat every Dame day. Dame 2022, baby. Let's do it. He Twitter's fucking on my mind with all that Photoshop shit. <laughs> it's like, damn, he's back. No, he's it. No, nah, nah. he, damn. I wish he was. Can't bro. fall for those, bro. You can't fall for the burner. Account. It ain't official until the Woj bomb hits. Yeah, exactly. That's what everybody looks for. <laughs> the Woj bomb. If it ain't a Woj bomb, it ain't real. Right, right. Forget you, Mark Stein. I don't I don't want your news, bro. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That guy's, that guy's dope. Um, but, yeah, bro, you know, today, man, lots of drama in soccer world, bro. It's crazy what's been going on. Let's just start by saying that all my picks from last week were pretty much wrong. Not all. Well, yeah, a majority of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not and all but, of them. But what else is new? This is why it's called Sports with So-So, So-So yeah. not with JoJo. So. Not with JoJo. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, look, we both took an L on Germany, right? They lost to England. Know. Yeah, man. Um, Ukraine ended up beating Sweden. Sweden and you took at Sweden, um, Switzerland. They didn't have that magic. They yeah, and you took Ukraine just by the cop out. You're yeah, like, I'm taking the opposite. I'm taking the opposite of what you take. So I, I had the chance to pick the right one, and I went with the wrong one. It works. <laughs> it didn't work for Spain because Spain ended up winning. But I just uh, thought that their Spain. lunk would run out. Eventually, it did. Italy got the win over Belgium and Denmark. We both had them winning. Um, Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. So 
today's game um, was pretty freaking incredible, man. First of all, let me see if I can set it up. So we had Switzerland in the quarterfinals. They lose to Spain in the penalty shootout, 3-1. to one. Belgium goes down to Italy, 2-1. to one. Denmark, like I said, beat Czech Republic, and England routed Ukraine for zip, right? So you had those four teams um, get kicked out and four teams advance. So you had Italy versus Spain and England versus Denmark. And this Italy versus Spain game yesterday or today as I was watching it was insane. First of all, the stadium was completely packed with Italians and with Spaniards. So they talk very similar languages. It was the, the emotions were high. People were crying in the stands and shit like that when a goal was made. Yeah, like, they're both, they're they were they're crying both hotheads. whether it went in for their team or it didn't. Like, some people were crying pure tears of joy. Just other, from being there in the moment. Just from seeing the goal and other people crying because shit, they scored on Promise. us, bro. <laughs> it's insane to watch. And Spain um, actually went down first. Uh, Italy was able to put one past him, cheese him. His dad actually played for the national front um, Italy team. So now his son is carrying on the legend. He dope, was able dope. to score in the tournament, gave Italy the lead. But then Alvaro Morata, man, he wasn't. He was or is the scapegoat of this entire Euro 2020 tournament. And he was the motherfucker that equalized for Spain. So now I can't wait for Spain. Like the Spaniards to say some shit bad about this guy for me to be like, nope, you owe this guy everything. Did he do it twice? Twice. <laughs> I mean, twice. We talked about this. It's like deja vu. We talked about this last week. You know how how people have been going after him, and you know they hate him, and 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 his, like his whole family basically just by association, and then boom, boom. he's like. This game winner. This, this for, is me. I did this for this for the right country here. for you guys, and then now I did it again against Italy, man. Yeah, and they needed that goal. It was like in the 80, it was in the 80th minute, so it would have been like 20 minutes between goals, and then they went and played the full extra time. Nobody scored, so penalties. And surprisingly enough, man, both guys that went up for the first PKs didn't make it. One guy got his shit blocked. The other one kicked it over the bar. So in my mind, I'm thinking, damn, this is gonna be some movie shit because. The, obviously, these guys are feeling the tension of the moment. Boom, boom, boom. They trade goals back and forth. And, bro, the goalie for for Italy blocks Morata's pick, shot first, and then comes up and blocks another one. So he blocks two PKs back to back. And, of course, leave it to Chelsea's very own Jorginho, Brazilian-born, Italian national Jorginho, that to step like up right big there, time. Friend. He was 15 when he landed in Italy, Jeez. so he was able. And his one of his parents are are Italian, so he was able to get uh, play for either country. But he steps up for Italy, knocks in the penalty with his little hop, skip, and a, and a kick, and sends Italy to the finals for the first time in like eight years. Incredible, incredible, and the the moment, the moment. That, that was shared in that stadium is incredible because even the losers and the people who won both both sides, they're going to remember that shit for the rest of their lives. Obviously, they're going to remember in different forms, right. they're, but they're all connected in that one dramatic event where it was like, damn, the great game of 2021. Boom. And not to, not to mention the macrocosm, too. I mean, you know, back from the pandemic. Yes. A whole year, you know, especially, you know, Spain and Italy. Italy was hit hard. And, you know, for, for them to share that, you know, all be together out in public again, you know, win or lose, it was just something for to, you know, to, to bring everybody together. It was awesome, man. It was great to see that. It was really dope. It was really dope. And, whoa, 
Oh, whoa, that's, whoa, that was man. me. That was Don't me. Don't be TikToking while we're on the podcast hey. right now, bro. Shout out the new TikTok, y'all. Hey, if so you haven't checked out the flow, right flow, flow Code page, man, it has a link to all of our stuff, our Instagram, Spotify, all that good stuff. Trust me. Check it out. It's on the Instagram Sports page. Sports with Soso on TikTok. Sports with Soso on TikTok. We're everywhere, baby. But back to the soccer yeah, talk. Man. You know, tomorrow or today's game that you're going to be hearing it between uh, Denmark and England, is. I feel like it's going to be one of those other dramatic, dramatic games full of drama from the get-go. I'm hoping to see an early goal. That way there's some type of pressure throughout the rest of the game for either somebody to score again or for somebody to equalize. I don't know, man. I kind of want to make a pick here, but I'm I'm scared. I'll go first for you, brother. Go ahead. I uh, I had thought they had no chance. I thought that Germany was going to take them out early, and they took down Germany, and they've been riding the wave. We talked about Cinderella stories. I'm going to rock with old England. Oh, man. And, and you know, they've been chanting, oh, the cup is coming home because it started in England and whatnot. Soccer started in England. And they really feel like this is their best chance to win the Euros in, in quite some time. I feel like they do have the team to do it. But something about Denmark, man, bro, they're they're playing for something, you know. They're playing for something, and I don't know. I I just feel like they're gonna pull off the upset, dog. For some strange reason, I just think that England just hasn't been able to put up a convincing, convincing performance against a tough, tough team. So let's see what happens. Um, I'm gonna take Denmark for the upset, but either way, I'm winning as a Chelsea fan because Chelsea's gonna be the only team represented. And a, they were the only team represented on all four teams in these quarterfinals, in these semifinals. So we had somebody on Italy, we had which was Jorginho and Emerson. Somebody on Spain, which was the captain Dave As Asilopuerta. We have somebody in Denmark, which is uh, Andres Christensen, the defensive back. And in England, of course, we have the trio. We have Ben Chilwell, we have Reese James, and of course Mason Mount, Player of the Year. So we're pretty stacked, and Chelsea's gonna somebody from Chelsea is gonna be a double Europe champion. That's crazy, right? That's so crazy. In the same, in like a matter of of like three months, you're gonna have two European trophies, like biggest fuck in your crib, just chilling. That's wild. That's wild, right? So the winner of Denmark England will face uh, Italy. Italy when? Sunday. Sunday will be the final. Final is Sunday. Final right Sunday, and then in the Copa. Yeah, I was gonna ask what talk to me about that. I know that uh, I'll just spoil it for everybody. It's Peru and Brazil. Yes, but we beat Peru. So now tonight we have Argentina versus Colombia for the other for the other final spot. So Peru actually made it to the semifinal against Brazil, and they lost uh, Monday one to zip. Neymar controlled that game for the first half. He was able to find Paqueta, who's been playing really well and, and actually being an offensive minded player that. Brazil actually needs from the midfielder position and he was just found himself at the right place at the right time and was able to cleanly smoothly put away a, a great cutback pass that Neymar hooked up to the middle of the box and like I said he was able to put that left foot into it gave Brazil the lead and Brazil never looked back now towards the last 20 minutes of the game Peru was really bringing the freaking heat you can tell that they were going all in on on trying to equalize they they had everybody going up. I even saw the goalie come up for like two corner kicks and shit. So you could tell that they definitely wanted to win that game. But Brazil was able to prevail. As you can tell, I'm wearing my nice and yellow Brazil jersey. Shout out to my wife and the Brazilian fam. But um, yeah, tonight's game is going to be interesting between Argentina and Colombia. I was telling a co-worker, uh, yeah, you can point to the talent that Argentina has and be like, yeah, 
for sure the favorites, right? Because a they have Messi, right. so they're going to be favorites three times over just because of that. Just because just of Messi, and just because of him. But even after that, like they're a very talented team. There's a lot of stars on that team, so they have big time goalies, big time players on the bench, and big time players on, that start for them. So th- those guys are expected to win. But Colombia, on the other hand, they're playing for pride and they're playing with pure heart. So if you have a game plan to kind of neutralize Messi where you're like, you know what, we're going to make it as rough as we can for him. We're going to follow the shit out of him. We're going to slide at his feet every chance we get. We're going to follow him every single chance we get that's far outside the box. You don't want to follow him too close to the box for a free kick because my dog makes him like, like if he's making a free throw. My dog can hit a 35-yarder. Nah, I would say it's more like a layup for him. <laughs> right? It's like just so easy and smooth. It's like, hey, I'm going to put it right there. Boom. Boom. And he does it. So if you're Colombia, that's your game plan. And I feel like if they can stick to that game plan, they'll end up winning this game. They'll end up winning this game for sure. So you're taking Argentina. <laughs> I'm taking... Fuck it. I'm taking Colombia for the upset, bro. I'm going to take Argentina then just to balance out the show, baby. Do it, man. I, I I gotta go with Messi, bro. I gotta go with Messi. I I, I uh, you know what? Let me not say what I was gonna say there. We'll we'll talk about that off air. Oh, but, good. Uh, Let me ask you a question though. Let's say Argentina wins. Mm-hmm. It's Argentina versus Brazil. Yeah. Who are you taking? I'm taking Brazil. All right, good. I just right. wanted to make sure that we got Come that on, on wax. Son. I'm just saying we want. I wanted to get that on wax. Brazil, bro. You feel all me? Day. Come on, now. we out there, dog. Yeah, like, dog. Like nah, I got a rep. I got a rep. We out there. But yeah, dog. Make sure that you guys are tuning into that because these games are not gonna be worth missing you know we know that both finals are gonna be dope whether it's england or denmark facing italy or whether it's uh argentina or colombia facing brazil we know that this these two finals are going to be an excellent way to kind of cap off the summer before we get back into the swing of summer transfers what's left of that and before the season kicks off in all the leagues around the world in la liga and all the french leagues and more importantly the epl where chelsea's hoping to not only finish in the top four, but actually win the EPO, you know, and take it away from one of these whack-ass teams. So, <laughs> let's see. Let's a lot see. to look forward to. But speaking about looking forward to, bro, we got something very major to look forward to this Saturday. I don't know what you speak of, my friend. Well, I got to get a haircut. That's the major thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you definitely you know, need to, a, bro. It's a big-time thing. It's or a big wear time a thing. hat. Maybe two. Maybe two hats. I don't a know. scully. So one forward, Rock one a back. scully and a hat. You know? Uh, with a sweat. Or like a hoodie. Nah, that's too much. It's too hot for that. I guess kind of cold in there at Grills. Like, yeah, it's kind of cold in there. But yeah, man, we're going to be live at Grills, bro. Ooh. My dog, hit the horn for that. One time. One time. Live at Grills for UFC 264. It's going to be a movie. I know you guys heard we the gotta promo. We got to get there early. Early. There's some good, good prelims. Yes. I want to get there early. We'll talk about that after the show. Okay. But... We also want to make sure that we set up everything. We're going to have a lot of promotional material there for the listeners that show up and the people in the building. And more importantly, bro, we're going to get a chance to vibe with our listeners while we do a live event. Um, The first one was super dope and successful. I know you weren't there, but this one is going to be even more successful since you are there. And we're going to have an actual time to, you know, promote it. And get people res- uh, their reservations so that they know that they're locked in to Saturday night. They don't have to worry about making a long-ass line because that line gets super long out yep. there, dog. Yep. Super oh, Prime location, too, right on the corner, right on in North Miami. In the middle Miami of Wynwood, bro. Yeah, Wynwood. I mean, you can't beat that, bro. Cannot beat that, you man. can't beat that. But cannot we got that. just to go with that, good friends, good vibes, and, and some good fights, right? I mean, yes. dude, we're talking about one of the prelims that I'm looking at right now. Hit me. 
Sean O'Malley versus Chris Ooh. Moutinho. And that Chris Moutinho kid is a, is a step in because the right. guy that he was originally supposed to fight like got hurt or whatever. But this is a big fight but for O'Malley, Shane. But uh, um, O'Malley's a stud, though, bro. He is a stud. His last few fights have been pretty good fights. He's, he's, a, he's a showman. Yes, he is a showman. He's, he's definitely a showman when it comes to UFC. And he definitely needs to put on a show because his opponent, like, dropping out of the fight for whatever reason, whatever, it sucks because then it kind of messes with your mental. Like, damn, am I am, am I even going to get a fight? Is there a replacement? How good is this guy going to be? What's his style? Blah, blah, blah. But he's he's definitely going out there to put on a show as he does every single fight. And yep. he needs to do that in order to get himself back into contention of that belt. Because we saw when he lost that fight, he's never even gotten close to yeah. as high as he was in the rankings again. So I feel like he needs big-time performances, nasty knockouts, eye-catching knockouts. In order to get back to that stage, yeah. and this is step one. No, you know? absolutely. Uh, and then we so that's bantamweight. We got a heavyweight bout with uh, former NFL player Greg Hardy. Uh, that guy's scary, dog. He's scary just because I don't think he's all there. Like he, uh, he's like, you know Bro. what I mean? I think you know the, how people say there's some screws missing. Yeah, he's, yeah I think he's he has a couple. A panel, yeah, a panel with the screws. Yeah, a panel that holds up. Board. <laughs> like he's missing like he's a whole missing all board, that bro. shit, dog. And a driver. He's you got to reinstall a couple drivers in that. Like, yeah, that guy's all over the place. But he's a heavyweight. He's uh, seven and three uh, with one no contest, and he's facing Ty Tuivasa. I hope that's how I'm saying that right. Who's twelve and three? Um, so both guys got three losses on their record. Both are big guys. Heavyweight fights, you know, they, they can go one of two ways. Either they're, they're you know, not conditioned enough, and they're going to tire themselves out and just kind of go down, or there's going to be a big knockout. Um, Somebody's so got to knock out. Yeah, I'm hoping for the big knockout. Somebody's got to knock out for sure. Um, then we got a – there's a co-main event. Obviously, we know what the main event is, but there's a co-main event. Gilbert Burns is facing Stephen Thompson. That's a contender fight. Yep. That's a number one contender fight. Yep. And – Gilbert felt like a piece of shit when he lost to Usman because he was like, damn, I hyped up myself, I hyped up my opportunity, blah, 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 and I made nothing of it. For for him, it's like, all right, I got to kill Thompson uh, in order to get a chance to fight him or fight whoever Usman just recently beat to keep climbing. For Thompson, it's like, this dude's old. I heard him the other day on, on the Rogan podcast, and he's like 36 35 He's 38 38 look yeah. at that man so this is his his last run i would say in the ufc yeah he hasn't fought this year his last fight was uh in december where he beat jeff neal yeah, um nobody in a, in a decision five rounds they went the distance look at that so uh, to fight a killer like gilbert burns who i know has some power in his hands and has really good wrestling granted Maybe Tom, for sure you give the edge to Thompson in the MMA battle, right? With the jujitsu skills and being able nah, to kick and stuff like is, that. This is one of those rebound matches that Dana White does for a guy like Gilbert Burns because he likes a guy like Gilbert Burns. Is it Burns. for him or is it for Thompson? No, it's for Gilbert Burns. Right? This is like a throwaway fight. This is, I think Gilbert Burns is going to go in there and smash this guy. I think so too. That's, that's just what I'm thinking. I, you know? Now, don't get me wrong. Thompson is not walking in there to lose. Uh, and I know that he's dangerous. So it's not like we're not giving him a shot. We're obviously respecting that guy's career and, and his skill level. But I just feel like overall, Gilbert has a lot more to prove and he needs to do it in a quicker time. For Thompson, he has to go in there like all out because this is all or nothing. Either you win this fight or not. Because right. if you lose, guess what, bro? Your career is probably over in the UFC. Maybe not in MMA, but for sure in the UFC because nobody's going to want to mm. fight you. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to generate those pay per view vibes uh, or that streaming. You know, in order to have you on a on a big name fight 
Mm-hmm. Not like the, not, not like the main event that we have, which is Connor and. This is, I'm looking forward to this, man, because obviously, you know, we know the history here. We know that Connor, in his ascent to his prime, took down um, Poirier. Yeah, who, that was in 2014, yep, bro. Seven years ago. It was, he was a whole, they were very young in their careers. And they were fighting at further weight. Mm-hmm. They were fighting at further weight, which is kind of weird to see when you look at the YouTube, right? Because they're both like super young. Super young. Dustin looks like a freaking baby. Yep. And they both look they both hella look small. skinny. Hella small. Yep. Hella skinny. They both put on weight now. You know, the, uh, Connor has gone on to do what he's done, right, uh, in, in the world of MMA. He held two titles simultaneously. He went on to fight Floyd Mayweather. He made a bazillion dollars selling whiskey, <laughs> you know. And then Poirier's just been grinding, grinding, grinding. Winning. And we saw. And winning. And uh, Poirier McGregor, too, he handled them. Handled them easily because those calf kicks, and I know we talked about it yep. that that time. Those calf, calf kicks were devastating, bro. They were Connor, really Connor like, was not ready for that. Fucked Connor up because he didn't game plan for it at all. Now, granted, he knows about him now, but still, like it's one thing to know about him and how to, and know how to check him, than for you to see it being thrown at you in a combination or to kind of throw you off your game or to keep you from pushing the the pace or something like that. It's going to be interesting because the two fights ended up that they had before in knockouts where it didn't go the distance, right? Uh, McGregor beat Poirier in the, fir- in the first round TKO, right? He hit him with a couple of head blows um, with punches and then was able to pound them out on the ground. Second fight, like I said, the calf kicks led to Dustin destroying um, yeah, Connor's leg, couldn't even stand, anymore. and then just wilted on him after that mm-hmm. when he knew that he couldn't defend himself. For this third matchup, I feel like both of these guys have to be cautious because they don't want the fight to finish early. You know, they obviously would love to have an early finish, but they don't want to be finished early. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe they're not willing to go deep in the water just that yet. My my take on the fight, I think, you know, Poirier is in a much better position. I think that the experience and the confidence that he got off the last fight with Conor was enough to, to help him go into this training camp for this fight and know exactly how to game plan. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So he's probably going to go with something similar to what he came out with in the last fight. Um, and frankly, man, I think that unless Connor does something within the first two, three rounds to really knock him down and, and, and you know, damage him, right? I think that it's, it's Poirier's fight. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there that in the sense that Connor has to finish Dustin. Right, it has to be a TKO or a knockout. It has or a, to be or a submission. Or submission but I mean, right? but you have to. Known, he's not known not for. Known, it. He's not a submission artist. He's like not. That, but he's he not. is that big. You know that. that he big does have that power. He has that power in that left hand. There's no doubt about that. And I feel like that's how he has to win the fight. I agree. Because if it goes to five rounds, Dustin's going to be able to out wrestle him. And if the fight does get into those fourth and fifth round, where it's that championship level type shit. Dustin is not going to hold back and just going to go straight to wrestling and be like, you know what, I'm going to take this pussy guy down and I'm going to pound him, pound him, pound him, pound him until he can no more. And easily, you know, dismantle his attack. Keep him on the ground. He can't stand up and strike. He can't hit me. He can't throw punches, can't throw kicks when he's on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I feel like once, if it does go into the fourth or fifth round, it wouldn't be surprising to see Dustin go for that, to get some takedowns and score some points that way. But I, I honestly don't, I don't know. I don't see the fight getting past the third round. Mm. I don't see the fight getting past the third round. So Dustin in three? 
You first. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dustin Sagan. I'm gonna, that, that's that's what I've been alluding to. That's who my pick is. I've always been a big Connor guy. Honestly, I've gone for Connor pretty much every fight <laughs> that he's even his losses. You know the Nate Diaz fights and this last Poirier fight. You know I still rode with my dog Connor, and um, I've had a change of heart, man. I think you know based on the facts, I think this is Poirier's fight. I think he's gonna do it, and I think he will do it in the third round. He'll do it in three. Yeah, three rounds are under. That's what I'm going to say. Crazy. Um, for me, and I, I know we talked about this before we did the podcast, but I honestly feel like McGregor is is going to be looking for that knockout blow so much that he's going to catch Dustin slipping and he's going to land it. Or he's going to chase it too much. Nah. And nah. he's going to leave himself exposed. One thing, one thing about take advantage. I feel you. But one thing about Connor that, we've never seen right is him put himself in immediate danger over and over and over and over again throughout a fight he's he's never been that guy he's too smart for that you know even if he knows that the his opponent is a better boxer better striker or whatever he won't put himself in that danger so i think he's just gonna pick and choose and when he attacks it's gonna be full force right it's not gonna be like let me set something up for something later it's going to be, like, oh, you, you stepped into my zone and you took a misstep and you should have been out. Here comes a 120% hook. Or here comes a 120% jab. Or here comes a 120% body kick. You know, something like that. That's why I feel like Connor's going to win by knockout. Wow. Second round. We're split. We're split. And this is real G shit. This is not for I, the show. I thought you were going Dustin. Nah, man. And, time. And, and look, I, I honestly feel like Dustin is the better fighter. I've told you this. I think that Dustin is a better fighter. I think that Dustin wants it more because what it means to his yeah, career. I, and I agree, and that's right? why I'm going with Dustin. But for, for in my eyes, Connor is a businessman first and like a killer second. And he knows that his business will suffer if he doesn't get into killer mode. And if Connor goes into killer mode, we've seen him be extremely dangerous regardless of who's the opponent. Regardless of who's the opponent, how hot they are, or whatever. When Connor is locked in and focused, bro, that's going to be a problem. And that's why I think, like, he has to come out for this fight. If not, he's not going to survive it. He's not going to survive it. So there's only two modes that he could walk in there. He could walk in there saying, I don't give a fuck. I already made my money. And no matter what, I'm going to continue to make my money. Or he's going to walk in there with the thought of, this guy's trying to stop me from reaching my plateau or my peak. I need to get rid of him. That's why I think that Connor could win by knockout. Saturday is going to be fun. Ooh, and everybody, you know what? When you come on Saturday and you see your boy in person and you see Joel and we're out there at Grails, let me know what your prediction is. I'm going to write them all down. I'll get your name. I'll put them down. And then whatever happens. We should get those little stickers that hello yeah. my name is. And then we'll just be like <laughs> we'll Team put, Dustin, put your pick. Team Poirier, <laughs> Team McGregor. That'll be and dope. And then we just, have, we just split the whole the room. Whole, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? And nah, then we man. just put bike locks and chains in their hands and we let them go at it. Where did you get a grenade? <laughs> I don't know. I just found this in the back of the dumpster. It was there, just chilling. A little anchorman for That's you. That's from fucking anchorman. Oh, and then man. the guy with the trident. Nah. <laughs> but no, I honestly want everybody to mingle, but I definitely want to hear everybody's opinion on the fight for that night. And it'll be interesting, man. You know, we're going to have the roadcaster there all set up. Yes, sir. You and I are going to be recording. It's going to be a dope event. Remember what I told you guys, man. Click the link in the bio. Make your reservation. 
Call up sleep. four or five friends and be like, yo, Do we're out. Sleep. This is what we're doing Saturday night because when it happens and all the videos are posted and you're seeing all the shit on the Grail's Instagram and you're going to be like, damn, what a vibe. Look, we should have gone. And you're watching the fight at your Theo's house drinking some 20-year-old Johnny Black Label. That shit sucks. And you could have been having a great time with the people at Grail's Sports with Social Podcast. Come on, man. How you guys missed that up? Don't How you guys out, messed man. that up? Don't, Don't miss, miss out. out. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. But make sure you listeners click the link in the bio. Check out Grills. We have it popping. Joel, it's a wrap, dog. Another episode in the books, my G. You know what it is, man. You yes, know what it sir. is. And I can't believe you're on the talk now. Yes, Everybody, sir. make sure to go subscribe. Yes. Follow the boy. Make sure to subscribe on all streaming platforms. All streaming platforms. Google, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. Go listen and download. And, and all the social media, the Instagram, the Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. The Twitter, and now TikTok. TikTok. YouTube, we're, we're doing everything on Sports with SoSo, man. What's Damn. the most important rule, though? Tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell another friend about this dope-ass podcast. And even more so, to tell them about the event on Saturday. Yo, you guys cannot miss out. Saturday, UFC 264, Sports with SoSo, live at Grills. Make sure you guys are tuned in. Until next time, peace. peace. See you Saturday. Peace.